Hey guys, uh, so I meant to repost this episode over the weekend. Um, still, kind of, I, I've been having a lot of trouble trying to record an intro for this episode to say uh, something. Uh, it's about 11.23 on... Wednesday night, and uh, you'll see in the description for this that this is a repost of an old episode with uh, Shappy C. Schultz, um, who was a... Oh boy, okay, we're gonna... I couldn't talk, I, I just got from a, you know... Um, um, memorial remembrance thing via zoom uh that robbie q telfer organized uh there's a lot of people who i hadn't seen or talked to in a while uh and i, I couldn't uh bring myself to there was an opportunity to you know talk about him and I have a lot of stories. There's there's plenty of stories to tell, and maybe you know I'll be able to do another episode where I can share some of those stories. I'll do maybe record a solo episode. I I'm still not ready for that. So basically, um, the the thing I came to. A conclusion about and the reason why I've been struggling so much to record this intro, to record anything related to Shappy. I even play with the idea of just reposting this episode. Um, it is the second time he was on the podcast. Uh, I have no idea. Apparently there was something wrong with the audio the first time. Uh, so I can't find that file. I don't know what happened to it. So I don't have, he was on twice on the NerdProCo podcast. He was on the, the, I think even before we were called the NerdProCo podcast, I think he, he was on it when we were called, uh, Jamie is wrong about everything. I think he actually goes back that far. Um, but the conclusion I, I came to is to why I've been, having so much trouble with this is I feel like, uh, you know, as you guys know, uh, I posted another episode, you know, earlier uh, last year about uh, when my my father died. Um, and I always referred to Shappy as, you know, like my nerd dad. So I, I, I've really been struggling this, I think, because it, it feels like I've lost my dad twice over. Um, so I don't know. I, I There are so many stories I want to tell, and I don't think I can get through anything. Any of them, I can barely I get through this intro, uh, but I, I wanted to kind of contextualize this. Um kind of contextualize why it uh you know i said last week it was gonna go up 
the next week, and here we are, like three or four days late, almost two weeks late uh, on it. I mean, it's kind of weird to say that it's two weeks late when it's an old. It's just a repost of an old episode, but um, yeah, I I I thought maybe I would be ready to record an intro <laughs> after hearing everyone else speak. Um, and this is that intro. Uh, so um, miss you, Shappy. I love you, and uh, this is uh, an episode, I believe, from 2016 of Nerpoco Podcast, uh, but um, yeah, uh, enjoy it. <laughs> Stay nerdy, y'all. There we go. New phone, who is? <laughs> yeah, that, now, we're, now we're actually doing, oh, I am totally, okay. Sorry, I was I was totally check clipping. Check your levels, Martin. Was, check your levels. I was totally clipping the mic there for a second. <laughs> but it's all thanks, thanks. Thankfully, I can I can fix a bunch of stuff in post. So. Yeah, that's what you said last time, Jamie, and I sound like I was a midget in a seesaw. <laughs> that's because I had the phone next to the mic, and now I have you on a speaker, and the speaker is. I've actually done this twice before, and although you you still sound like. A phone, because there's nothing yeah. you can do about that. That's cool, though. That makes me sound official and important. Yeah. Makes me sound like a, it makes me sound like a dignitary. Yes. Good day to you, sir. I said good day. <laughs> I said good day. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff that I want to talk about, but let's start with, how are you? <laughs> I haven't talked to you in forever. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I am, uh, I'm living in Ypsilanti, which is a little, uh, college town next to, uh, Ann Arbor. And, uh, there are a lot of comic book shops out this way, which is pretty awesome. And, uh, I applied for a job at the Vault of Midnight, which is, uh, basically it's like a chain of, uh, local comic shops. Okay. Uh, and they have one in Ann Arbor, one in Detroit that just opened, and then somewhere out in the burbs they have another one. But uh, it's, I think it's one of the best comic shops in, in the country. It's, they, they carry all the indie stuff, which is, is, is always my measuring stick for a good comic book shop. If they have all the fanographics and small presses and yeah, you know, yeah. self-published stuff. If you find a comic book by someone like, I was like, oh, wait, I think I might know the person who does this personally. That's mm-hmm. always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they have, like, all the, they have a whole gaming uh, floor. Like, like I, I feel like uh, electronic book shops nowadays are just becoming more like social clubs in a way. Yeah. Like, I get a lot of, uh, I don't know if you hang out at a comic shop or not, but. There are certainly a lot of people that do, and they and they go and play, uh, you know, games and stuff. There's a lot of those card games. I don't I don't play the card games, Jamie. It feels like gambling to me, but um, <laughs> but but the nerds do. So they have tournaments, and I know that they, you know, sometimes they play for cash and stuff. So, uh, but no, I just think that's an interesting phenomenon, don't you? That like the comic book shop is nowadays in order to survive has to also have a social element which if you think about it is very ironic considering how anti-social being a comic book person normally is or well that it, it 
was, it's not so much anymore. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing that shifted over. I think uh, is that, yeah. is that it used to be a very solitary, like you found the people you like. I, I found this less because in in New York you have you know you get it less. You can't really find it in any of the comic shops really in Manhattan anymore. But you definitely have yeah. it in like. There's a couple places in the outer boroughs, like in in you know independently owned comic book shops in like uh, Brooklyn and Queens. You can definitely still still find like a bunch of people who just come into the shop and talk, you know, about nerdy shit. But I also think it's yeah. not it's not as because of all that. I mean, I think we talked about this last time, but but we should talk about it because we're gonna talk about it a little bit again. Is that it seems like that's like it's like since all that stuff has been adapted into a TV show or a movie now, and it's a billion-dollar industry, yeah. uh, it's like it's not a solitary thing anymore. Although the downside that I've discovered is the movies and the TV shows are basically what's propping up the comic books. Because the comic yeah. books aren't making any money any- anymore. It's no. all the licensing to the comic books. There's that, and also... Uh... I feel like uh, Marvel and DC are like such corporate entities now that they that they'll they'll keep making the comics, right? But like, I just I don't know. I feel like even like on the editorial level, that they're not as invested as they were like back in you know the Silver Age or the Golden Age or the Bronze Age. You know, there's I feel like we're like in a non-age age right now, <laughs> and. I know a lot of people, like, it drives me crazy when, like, the nerds, like, get all upset about, like, oh, they're taking too many liberties with these characters, like, you stop changing Thor into a woman, and why does everybody have to be a woman, or, you know, whatever, and, uh, you know, what they're doing is, is, is they're just, they're making new properties for themselves to, to use for other projects without having to pay anybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the, they're not going to bother to create new characters when they can get away with doing with what they're doing, and then you know what I mean. And then like they can always you know do their little focus focus, and everything goes back to the normal timeline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but in the meantime, they can still make a female Thor movie if they want to. Because you know. My whole thing with that is that I tell people is like, don't get that butt hurt about it. It's like, give wait, wait a couple of years, they'll retcon it again. Like it, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. They'll just retcon it in a if it if it doesn't do well, they'll retcon it in a couple of years. It's the steer. I will say that like you know you have the big two, but I will say that consistently I've seen that. Uh, image image comics has completely like rebranded a little bit uh, where it used to be just yeah. all of those artists and there have been like I mean Walking Dead is the most obvious like you know out of box success but there been a there's a bunch of genre like they do genres they have a whole bunch of horror books that are like consistently uh, and they're all creator owned and they're all new properties and, and they've yeah. actually like really I think they're the one comic book company that has been like, we're going to try new stuff, and some of it will work, yeah, and some of it will work. Yeah, they consistently do, yeah. And consistently, a lot of it has been really good. <laughs> like, 
I also found, uh, you know, the last time when I was uh, employed at a comic book shop in Texas that uh, that women gravitated a lot towards the image titles. I found like a lot of girls were reading image comics. Yeah, and I don't know what to make of that, but I I I think it's interesting. I mean, uh, I know a lot of girls that love reading Walking Dead. They love sex criminals. Saga is huge with women. I feel. Yeah, Saga's just. I mean, Brian K. Vaughn is just a fantastic writer, just in general. And then there's Lumberjanes too, right? Is that image? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've read a few. I, I I've read uh, I've read sex criminals. I, I've started like I haven't like read through a whole series or anything. I'm not like high on my image, but I do appreciate like. That they take chances on on uh, on new ideas and, and new writers and new artists and stuff, and uh, you know it's it's encouraging. I, I just wish that they could get a bigger share of the market. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's always it's always going to be superheroes. Yeah. You know, no matter well, what, I, I'm so. su- I'm surprised Invincible hasn't gotten uh, picked up. I mean, I've I've read a couple things that it's been like in development for different stuff. But I'm actually surprised that that Invincible hasn't become more more successful than it already is. It's already pretty successful as a comic book, but as like you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, give it. I, I was like, there's, that so, just, there's so much there to work with. They can almost make a TV series out of that, really. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's, that, it's can't, that can't be too far flung of an idea. I, I'm sure somebody has the rights to it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if they yeah. Can put it's, I think I read somewhere it's already in development somewhere. Uh, yeah. But uh, that that brings me. Uh, so if we're gonna talk comics and stuff from the '80s, uh, just because I haven't read any of the books, but I've been fascinated that it's Valiant Comics is back, apparently. <laughs> I don't know if that's '80s or not. Is that '80s? I feel like it's starting the 80s. Maybe I'm wrong. It might be mid-90s, but it's one of those things that was like, wait, wait, that company's back? And apparently, like, all of the books are, like, if they're not, like, really massively successful, but apparently everyone, like, I've been kind of, like, dipping in to read, like, what people have been, and apparently all of those books are, like, really good. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Are don't they? Know. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? I haven't even seen them. The last thing I picked up that I thought was really cool and retro was um, the Gold Key Alliance, and I don't know, I can't remember what company put that out. Maybe yeah. Dynamite? Possibly, was yeah. Was it Dynamite, where they took, like, Dr. Solar and all the... I can't even remember all of the... Well, that's confusing, because I thought Valiant did some of the Gold Key characters, too, didn't they? Didn't it, they it do might be. It, it, yeah, well? yeah. It depends on who has the rights to that right now. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. I am struggling to remember what Valley of Comics had. <laughs> yeah. I remember Turok's Son of Stone. Yeah. And you maybe because I just picked that up out of a uh, out of the 50 Cent bin. Yeah. Uh, in Texas uh, when I was out there visiting. Um, the guy, like, actually, I didn't even pull it out. The other nerd I was competing with <laughs> right. to find gold in the 50 Cent bin. He was kept trying to offer me stuff uh, to distract me or whatever, I guess. I don't know. You, you know how it is when there's one other nerd digging yeah, for yeah. treasures in the 50 cent <laughs> Yeah. Although, but, uh, uh, I will say I'm not... You did mention that the Valiant was coming back or was about to come back, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, great. Okay, great. Uh, I, I will say I'm not as much of a browser in the 50 Cent. I'm more of a, 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 a try and find a deal on trades person. <laughs> just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Individual issues is like I'm a, I'm a reader more than I'm a collector, so it's like find me an entire arc that I can read. <laughs> yeah, I did when I was at that store. I, I found a, I found all of the uh, I found a run. It's hard to find runs, you know. Yeah. Uh, but some stores some stores will bag them bag them and tag them, and you can buy all the individual issues. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I like reading the individual issues. Uh, mostly I'm going to try and, you know, flip them on eBay and stuff. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but every once in a while you find crazy shit. You know, I'm always after the Spear Gold Key. I'm always looking for, like, the crazy TV, you know what I mean? Like, Gold Key, like, and between Gold Key and Dell, I think every TV show produced from, like, 1950 to 1965 has been made into a comic book. And it's crazy what you can find in there, you know? Can, can, can we get into that a little bit? Because this kind of fascinates me because it's a very specific uh, comic book fandom of or, like, collection. What, 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 why those? <laughs> I don't know if we ever <laughs> talked about that, but what, why those particular well, books? I know. There's something really interesting to me about, uh, the early days of like television like you know there wasn't we're so spoiled now with Netflix and everything's on demand and you know there's no there's cartoons all the time instead of just on Saturday mornings and uh you know and then the, and, it, and it almost seems like toys are created uh for TV not the other way around you know what I'm saying yeah yeah like 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 oh we're gonna introduce uh Strawberry Shortcake but she's automatically going to come along with this TV show. And, like, same with, like, I think that all happened in, like, the 80s. Like, uh, weirdly, like, you know, we're, if we're talking about the 80s, one of the big things in the 80s was the Marvel Secret Wars. And that was that entire, like, everybody's like, oh, what a classic storyline. Uh, no, not really. I don't know if you reread that recently or not, but, like, the Marvel, that whole... <laughs> The whole reason they did that was to promote the toy line. The toy like they line, were launching, yeah, yeah. They were they were launching all the little because Star Wars did so huge, right? Yeah. All the Marvel comics was like, whatever. We've got hundreds and hundreds of these little characters we can make. So that's why everybody is in the Marvel superheroes Secret Wars because they're trying to cram everybody in there so they can justify the need for the action figure, basically. Yeah. You know. And but, like, I read that, and, like, they have, like, like I think it's Jim, Jim Shooter wrote it, which is problematic at best. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, he was also is. the editor-in-chief. You know, he's also the guy that brought us to the new universe. So, it's more uh, I, I can't tell you how horrible that new universe was. I, <laughs> have you read any of those? Wait, which is this? Tickers Incorporated. Kickers no. Incorporated, DP7, all of that. I managed I to remember. I don't even know if Marvel remembers the new universe. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they kept any of those characters or not. I would have, some, see, I'm not, uh, I should stick to what I know, right? Because now I'm, 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 I'm asking myself questions and I don't have the answers to them. But, uh, but like, I like the idea that, like, back when TV started, it was, like, it was considered a trend 
You know what I mean? And like, yeah. and the, the, and the comic book publishers thought it would be a good idea to cash in on like having a comic book based on Hogan's Heroes or Gomer Pyle or I Love Lucy. You know, and these all exist. I mean, if you could name a TV show, for the most part, uh, with few exceptions, you know, there's there's a comic book for it. Mary, um, Mary Tyler Moore. I don't know. <laughs> Well, no, you know what? That's that's what it's, that's that's what I said. Is I was I said I cut it off at like six mid sixties, because then the novelty wore off, and then uh, there were the Happy Days comic books, though. Of course there was. Of course there but was. Also, there was an animated series. I don't know if you remember that. There was the Fonz and Richie and a talking dog, because of course there's a talking dog. Of course right? there is. They were they and, uh, recently re-released. They released the old Star Trek cartoon on Blu-ray like a couple of weeks ago, which is oh yeah. I, 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 well, I had that I had that set a long time ago. It was just a regular DVD. <laughs> of, of course, of course. But but I have to ask: Are any of the comic books any good, or is it just like the kitsch value of them? Of the just, animated series of Star Trek. Uh, well, uh, they I mean, wanted no, they no, wanted Emmy. They wanted Emmy for that show. Uh, and, no, no, uh, I meant, I, meant... I, I will say this as well. Uh, the entire cast uh, is is the, are the voices, that and is... all of, all of the original writers uh, from the TV show came on board for this as well. So, you know, a lot of people like. There's a lot of arguing about, like, is the animated series part of the canon or not? But, and, and in some ways, parts of it are and parts of it aren't. Like, um, we find out that James Tyberk, uh, they never said it in the original live show, so, but on the animated show, they call him Tiberian. Right. Are you still there? Uh-oh, I think I lost you. Hold on. Oh, bummer, I lost him. Did, did I go out or did you? Because I can still hear you. I wonder if, I, I wonder if it's my phone. I, yeah, you went out for a second. I was just like, hey, wait, where did he go? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Well, uh, so, yeah. Can you hear me fine now? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good now. All right. So, we were talking about Star Trek animated series, right? Yes. And some of the stuff that came out of that was James Tiberius Kirk and the fact that Kirk is from Riverside, Iowa. And I think most importantly, that was the first time we ever saw the Vulcan home planet, like, in any sort of detail. Really? That was the uh, animated series. I did not know that. <laughs> Yes, and I have the Viewmaster reels to prove it, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but uh, that was the whole, like, they've used, like, the stuff from the animated series has been, like, uh, not only the new movies. Remember when Spock is a kid and he's in those question things? Yeah. Yeah, that's strictly, that is all from the animated series, my friend. And and they did, they used that same sort of thing in, um, uh, the original Trek movies too then where they were doing the, the quizzing and all that stuff so I don't know I mean to me I like I would like to think that maybe it is part of the canon or at least I don't know I considered like 
I consider it canon myself. I mean, I have it next to my original series boxes. So. Right. So, so have you watched any or no? The animated series? No, because it was like not available for a while. And that it, just, okay. that it wasn't in my... Pre- it was on Netflix, I think. It is It is now, yeah. I've added it to my queue. Oh, okay. I just haven't watched it yet. Uh, but the the thing, like, the, the comic books based on TV shows, the thing I was asking yeah. was, like, were any of them, like, any good? Or is it just, like, like hilarious? Well, Trek, Are they just hilarious? Star Trek, Star Trek ran past the TV show. And right. well into the 70s, and, and you know, so like that lasted at least a hundred and something issues. Right. Yeah. Uh, and quite a few, you know, I would say like the more popular the character or the TV show, the the longer the, the comic book version of it ran, I guess. Like, uh, I don't know, like I Love Lucy, Three Stooges, Jesus Christ, uh, Jerry Lewis. There's and all that uh, Bob Hope ran at DC Comics for years. <laughs> oh, my God. Are they any yeah. good? Are they any good? <laughs> like that's, or is it just like... Uh, I, you know, I don't know. But to me, like, the Star Trek comics are pretty good, but they're, they're, you can also tell that they're written and drawn by somebody who's never seen the show. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like Spock is very emotional. And, um, you know, uh, Scottish is more important in the comic book than he is on the show kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a lot of weird... I mean, because of the comic book, they, know all kinds, they can fight all kinds of weird creatures and see all kinds of different kinds of aliens. So, uh, uh, and they're interesting. They're, they're not great, but I mean, it's... I don't know. Some of them are pretty good. You know, you see, out of that many issues, there's bound to be at least... You know, I would say a twenty-five percent chance of some of them being pretty good. You know, just, just the just the idea that like Bob Hope had a comic book, the Bob Hope Show had a comic right. Book. Yeah, it's right. Just... Or that DC Comics thought that the kids would, would dig Bob Hope. You know what I mean? Really like all yeah, of those golf like, jokes. <laughs> like I can understand why they would like think that Jerry Lewis was popular with like teenagers. Cause yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty sure he was right. Sense. Like. You're, he was funny, and everybody liked him. And but like Bob Hope, I'm like, what? I, you know, I don't know. He's he's kind of like the Garth Brooks of comedy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <Kinda> square, <laughs> very American. You know, uh, obviously does not write his own material. You know what I mean? So we're we're know. talking about like Star Trek. I I mean I know we've had this discussion before, but I don't know if we've had it on mic. How do you feel about the new movies? Like, let's start with Star Trek, and then we will move on from there. Well, if we're, uh, <laughs> well, I like the first one. Okay. The initial reboot. I thought they did a great job with that one. Uh, and uh, I love how, like, uh, like in the beginning, like you know how. Uh, how they named uh, Kurt there. Yeah. And now they're going to make, make that into a movie as well. So, uh, and then the second one, I, I, I mean, what was the point of like trying to hide the fact that that was time? You know, we all knew it was time. Why was JJ pretending like it wasn't? 
third one because I know uh, so my friend Eve was of the argument that it felt to him like an extended long episode of the original series and I don't know whether I agree with that. What would you what what are your thoughts? The Star Trek Beyond was a long episode? Yeah. Well I mean aren't they all I mean all the movies are kind of long episodes if you think about it but I mean uh, I thought this was a pretty good installment. I, I wasn't expecting to like it, so it, uh, the fact that I kind of liked it was okay, I guess. Yeah, I had a similar um, thought going in. I liked all the moments with, with uh, Bones and Spock. I liked that they acknowledged uh, Nimoy's death, right? Yeah. Um, I liked that Simon Payne wrote the script. It kind of, you know, uh, that, could, that could have been a really bad... Yeah, <laughs> you know the, you know what they say. It's the it's the odd numbered tracks that are no good. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this would be considered three or what number this would be if you, if you can, if you count all the Star Trek movies. You know what I mean, including the next generation ones. I don't know. I I would count this as three, honestly, because it's it's yeah. third of the reboot, so to speak. Right. Uh, right. I thought they, I, I, I liked the, uh, I liked the new characters. I, I can't believe they spoiled the whole fucking ending, uh, in the trailer. Like, on the yeah. TV, yet, even. Yeah. What the hell was that all about? I don't understand why they would do that. Also, I don't understand why they, uh, released it when they did. It was just shitty, like, they dumped it in the middle of, like, summer, I think. I can't remember when it came out. Was it June, July? I mean, it must have been yeah. July. But, like, they did no promo for it, and it's the fucking 50th anniversary of Star Trek. How can you drop a ball like that? I don't understand. Like, do they not think people... I mean, why didn't they just... Why didn't they release it the same week as the 50th anniversary of the first Star Trek? You know what I mean? Why not take advantage of all that free publicity? They did. They like did that in the video. Every news it. channel had a story about Star Trek, <laughs> the anniversary, and it was and ah, and it was on a Friday, Jamie. A Friday. <laughs> you know what opens on Fridays? Movies. And they just fucking threw it away like that. I don't understand any of that logic. They they it's released highly the they released the, the I, I think I'm more mad about how they handled the movie than the actual movie. <laughs> You know? I think they were trying I to. Seriously. 
they were trying to shoot because they released the uh, they released the Blu-ray and the DVD the for the 50th anniversary. I think that's what they were planning for. It was like, oh, we'll get people to do the home release for the 50th anniversary. Because I saw a bunch of... Because I was promoting a Star Trek like documentary around the same time. Uh, and all of those oh, things yeah. were released that... that uh, the week of the 50th anniversary. Like, they had, like, a... You know, the, the set of the full series. They had a 50th anniversary special that they were releasing. Uh, Smithsonian yeah. did a DVD about, like the influence of it on culture that was the one that I was promoting uh, and also they released uh, Star Trek Beyond like that it was all that same yeah. week I think that's what they were trying to do but who knows did you get some stamps did you get some lovely stamps from the post office they're very nice I did very not well designed. I, I should get the stamps I have. I don't send anything really anymore so it's no I know I know I, I wish I had a reason to buy stamps I don't I, yeah, I don't even like I used to paper, like, mail-in checks and stuff to the utility companies, but now I don't even do that. Yeah. You know? Then why waste cool stamps on the utility company? I don't know. So, yeah, everything I said mail is package, packages, yeah. you know what I mean, from eBay sales and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. But still, it's fun to have the stamps. So, let's... I saw, I saw my original sheet of uh, Star Wars stamps from back in the day, and I still have my superhero stamps. Remember they did Marvel and then they did DC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that, that actually is a good transition. That brings us to Star Wars. So, Force Awakens, I am the new one. What are your feelings? Because I, I happen to really, really like... Force Awakens. I mean, we discussed this. Uh, I discussed this on the, the podcast before, but I'm I'm curious to get your feeling because did you see the original trilogy in theaters or is that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was the perfect day to see '77. I would have been. Uh, I was eight years old. Okay. So how how did you when feel you, when about... I saw New Hope? When I saw New Hope, it was it was in theaters for a year. You do realize that, you know. Uh, this is pre VHS. Right. Pre cable TV. If you can imagine such an age. So movies, if they were popular and selling tickets, theater owners could just leave that leave Star Wars up and running for a year if they wanted to, and quite a few of them did, you know. Especially the uh, the multiplexes who had like, you know, ten screens. Right. Like even if, even if like, you know, Ten people came to see Star Wars. That might have been more than that came to see Tron. <laughs> you know, Tron wasn't very popular when it came, came out in '82. Nobody went and saw it. Yeah. Now it's a cult classic. But I saw it. Fuck you! I saw it, motherfucker. Woo! <laughs> uh, I kind of feel like I'd rather talk about Tron and how sad I am that there will not be a Tron three. As opposed to, I liked the Force Awakens the first time I saw it when it was called A New Hope. <laughs> well, the the argument that people have made is that it's not a remake of New Hope; it's a remake of the entire the the whole original trilogy in one movie, repackaged into one movie. Yeah, uh, and it is. I mean, I. I, I I, I can't, I'm not really that anti it at all. I, I thought it was a great movie. It's 
very similar to what J.J. Uh, Abrams does with these, like with Star Trek. He basically just recreated the universe and put in his own little shine and polish on it. Yeah. And just some new characters. Like, I'm so happy he got you know, uh, Harrison Ford get in this movie and, 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 and Terry Fisher and, and Luke, you know, it's, it's kind of like the same way. I was like, oh, thank God they finally put out the fucking Batman 66 series yes. in time for its 50th anniversary. This was a good year for anniversary. You got Star Trek, you got Batman 66, Monkeys, also 50, uh, the Green Hornet, although that, and that guy just died, man. Uh, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> Van something, damn it. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I I think that the Force Awakens is probably going to be for most of us old school nerds like the last great Star Wars experience, maybe. Although Rogue One looks pretty cool, but like how I mean how many. We're going to be getting, like, two Star Wars movies every year. Isn't that the plan? Something I, like that, yeah. Is it going to be two a year? I don't know. I don't I, think it's going to be two like, a year. It's going to be another it's... series of movies that, I don't know, you know, like I said, with, like, the 100, the 100 comic books theory, you know, if there's going to be 50 Star Wars films, some of them are going to suck. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, And some of them already have. <laughs> You know, like I like I sold my. Uh, I felt like I was like committing a big nerd crime by selling my uh, uh, prequel DVDs. But I'm like, I never watched these. I, yeah. I probably never will again. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not. They're just not that rewatchable to me. You know? Because they're. I think they're, I, I, bought, I bought. I bought them all. I think I, I probably watched each. Each of them like once. You know, just to watch it again. From them after the movie theater, and then Attack of the Clones. I don't remember. I, I think I watched that one a second time before Revenge of the Sith. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when it came out on DVD, I think I watched it once, and that was it. So like, you know, I, I'm feeling I'm just probably gonna be somebody's. You know, I'm getting old, man. I'm like 47. So like, you know, in my 60s, am I really gonna give a shit about you know? Another Yoda movie, Yoda Three. Is that really going to be that exciting for me? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's going to be a movie a year, and I honestly like because I have gone back and watched you know the original trilogy. There's a bunch of stuff, of course, in Force Awakening, Awakening that like some of them like there's that theory that the first, the very first line in Force Awakens is intentional, and it's kind of like a fuck you to George Lucas about the prequels. Where the very first line is, this will start to make things right. <laughs> like, there's this theory that that's a deliberate, like, kind of like, the prequel sucked. This is... Yeah. It, the whole thing, I mean, and I can't help but think it's intentional. It's like, this is a reset. It's like, it was yeah. basically... J.J. Abrams that way, too. J.J. You know? Abrams going, hey, remember the thing that you like that the guy who created it kind of ruined? I'm going to kind of repackage it, and it's like, it's in the manner that you used to like it. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, like, well, was, that, like... It was, you, it, was, it, was having, it was having all the old characters back that, that make it so great, you know? And it gave it that homey feel, and it gave it, like, a, like it gave it more gravitas, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I still don't give a shit about Hayden Christensen, terrible actor. Yeah. And, 
And uh, well, Jason Lloyd, I mean, that kid's a mess. That movie ruined his life. I mean, yeah. I you know, Ian, Ian McGregor and, uh, and Nelly. I mean, there's some good people in the prequels, but, like, I don't know. I, you know. <laughs> good, great you actors know, giving just... horrible, horrible performances is basically that. Yeah. Uh, I also like the fact that the new characters <laughs> worked. You know what I mean? Like, that could have... they were charismatic and, like, yeah. And unknowns, too, for the most part. Yeah. You know? With Which is very Well, I guess with the exception of Poe Cameron, because that, that guy's... Yeah, yeah, That yeah. guy's pretty well-known. And, and what's his name who played, uh, uh... Kylo Ren was actually, like, you know, people kind of knew him from... Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I wouldn't argue that, yeah. I mean, I would put him probably in the same category... Weirdly, they were both in that um, folk singing movie together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's that guy's name? Oscar something? Oscar I Isaac. Remember. Oscar Isaac, uh, yeah. Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah. boy. As long as you don't mention Max Apocalypse, because, boy, that was, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, uh, Jerry? I don't understand that. I don't understand that. They give <laughs> the reins back to Brian Singer, who did a pretty decent job with, like, the X-Men and X-Men 2. And, and, and then, like, Days of Future Past is half like, decent. How many, how many mutants can we throw into this pot? Yeah. And then, and then you just sit there watching a pot of mutants. I mean, there's nothing, there's no action in Apocalypse. Like, there's no major battle. No. And, like, the major battle at the end is, like, completely lame. You know? And that Magneto floating around on a ball. I mean, that's not a threat. <laughs> to, you know what I mean? I, like I didn't see that, it, but... but we had that stadium floating over Nixon. That was a threat, you know? <laughs> Jared described it as uh, the worst movie he has ever seen. <laughs> Not just the worst X-Men film. He was like, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, this was not a great summer, you know? No, it was Well, I mean, it, it, I know you haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, but Doctor Strange is pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. I got to go see Dr. Strange. I just got a text about it from an old uh, childhood chum of mine as well. He says it's yeah. the best Marvel movie he's ever seen. So, And that's and, and really, that's we're getting into the era that I'm, I'm positive I will dig, which is, uh, you know, taking the most obscure Marvel characters and turning them into movies. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Strange, pretty obscure. Ant-Man, obscure, but that movie was great. You know, and then... I don't know. I'm just I'm such a sucker for the Marvel universe and just like yeah. all the little Easter eggs and nods to nerds that they put in there, you know. And there's just so much of it. It's insane. It's insane. But like you know, when you see like uh, Frank Miller and Ernie uh, Collins name in like the Daredevil TV show, like a poster in the background of the gym or whatever, I'm just like yeah. that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I it. I noticed. I got you, Marvel. Yeah. You know, and they've yeah. generally speaking been doing really good things but like that was one of the things I really wanted to talk about is like here are all these characters who are kind of we're in the pocket where we're getting all these kind of like 70s and early 80s characters because uh, we were kind of on Facebook talking about Luke Cage which I have from episode to episode had really mixed feelings like there are parts of it that I really like and there are parts of yeah. it where I'm just like, yeah, okay, I can kind of go one way or the other. I think the first four episodes of that are kind of terrible 
in my opinion. Because it's... Yeah, I, uh, I liked it. I liked it fine. I, I feel like, um... I feel like all of those series, uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke, I, I feel like they need to all be trimmed down, like, by three episodes. Like, there's just so much... Oh, my God, I said the same thing. They're way too I long. I just feel like there's so much, there's so much filler, you know? And, yeah. like... I don't know, to me, like, it just sort of slowed it down. I'm like, I didn't like that they, uh, that they, uh, they, that there were two villains in, in Luke Cage, you know what and I mean? And the like, second villain's so I like, underwhelming. I, I like, well, the cop I had was really cool, especially when you finally got a, 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 an awesome costume at the end and stuff. I completely disagree with like, that. But, like, I feel like they, so like, could have just stuck with the first guy. What was his? Was he Diamondback? I can't remember. I think he was Copperhead. Diamondback was the actual villain. And I, oh god, no. Yeah. See, I disagree. I think that ending fight was so like, it's it's partially was cool, but like the costume I thought was terrible. There's just certain things. <laughs> but that's the kind of shit I want. I, I yeah, wanted it to yeah, be a little yeah, more seventies and campy and black exploitation. You know, I, I don't know. To me, that was a pretty good payoff. But for for me, I think you can't please everybody, Jamie. You can't please them all. Well, well, my thing that I had with, like, Luke Cage and a couple of those other series, Luke Cage especially, is they kind of tried to, and I, of course, uh, discussed this before, too, because we, we went over Luke Cage on this podcast, but the kind of, like, they were trying to have it both ways, which is, like, we're kind of going to give nods to the sort of 70s black exploitation thing, but also make it kind of be modern. And I felt like yeah. it's, like, I felt like in some episodes, it's like I felt like it was like, pick which one you want to do, because because trying to have it both ways means that there are certain things that just feel really inconsistent. And for me, I, I one of the things I wanted to, to ask you about uh, is this kind of thing where there's a lot of stuff that like these characters that were created in the '70s that was totally acceptable in the '70s. And then there's stuff like you get really excited about it because there's this this there's this conflict between being faithful to the character, being faithful to be an adaptation of the comics, but also that there's stuff that you need to consider in a TV series or in a movie where it's just like I get, I don't think you can really there's a limit to how faithful you can be and have it be still like. I don't know, except not problematic. <laughs> I think it's a thing that they run into. <laughs> uh, I guess. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no way, like, Luke Cage is going to be wearing a giant slave chain as a belt and... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think they got a pretty good balance with Luke Cage. Is that, is that what your beef is? is that I, no, no, I, I like the show. I just feel like there's this kind of... Uh, it's kind of the the not not specific to Luke Cage, but but now that you have these characters like Luke Cage and Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, you didn't run into this problem because she doesn't have the thirty years of or forty years of like history and being created in the seventies. So like you don't have that issue with that show. But the one I'm most worried about is Iron Fist for that reason because there's so much stuff in Iron Fist that could go so wrong. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people have this idea that, like, Iron Fist was, was Asian in the comics, and he totally wasn't. I don't understand, like, why everybody's all up in arms about it, uh, when that wasn't the original intention of the character in the first place, you know what I mean? I, I think it... They're like, well, why not, why not make him Asian? I'm like, well, I don't know, uh, isn't it also kind of like, it's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's like what they did with Tilda Swinton. Like, they thought, oh, we can't just have this ancient old Chinese man. Uh, well, the problem was it was supposed to be Tibetan. Like, oh, yeah, of course, the ancient one's a wrinkled old Chinese man. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if anybody would have had a problem with that, quite frankly. But they went ahead and changed it to Tilda Swinton. And then everybody's like, oh, great, now we don't get an Asian old man. It's like, well... They were doing that not to be offensive and, and you know, and also to work against the stereotype well, of, you well, know, the, the what, what, that, what they were, what they initially had done in the 60s, right? The theory behind uh, that actually is that is that the Ancient One was supposed to be Tibetan, and because so much of the money for these movies may, is made from selling it to China, they couldn't have a Tibetan character. <laughs> That's the yeah, theory that behind be, that one. That makes more sense to me. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know. Like, I you know, like I'm like, do we really need another Asian karate? You know, it's a, there's plenty of that shit out there. Why does Iron Fist have to be Asian? You know what I mean? What? Just because it's martial arts, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, the, the the bigger point that I was trying to make is somewhat because the reason why I'm asking you is that like you were actually kind of like reading a lot of these comic books when they came out uh, is that kind of as a nerd, how important is it that they are faithful, especially when you when you go back and you actually look at the origins or look at some of the elements of some of those comic books and you're just like. Oh, that's 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 not a good idea. No, you shouldn't have that in the show. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have to think about that. I, I, uh, what show are we talking about? I think it's just in general. There's this. There's a whole. I mean, Doctor Strange. I think less so. But I was more referring to like a lot of the Netflix shows. There's a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. that, like if you go back and read some of those comics, some of them are great, and some of them you're just like. Okay, oh, yeah, Power Man had, like, yeah, yeah, like, talking fish for enemies and stuff. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know, man. I, you know, you think that shit doesn't work, but then they make it work on the Flash. Yeah. There's a talking That's fucking shark on the Flash. That's always my argument about that. There's always and it's my, awesome. Yeah, that is always my argument about that. It's just, like, when people are like, oh, that won't work. Like, that Gorilla Grodd, I mean, they kind of bring back Gorilla Grodd. He's yeah. awesome. yeah. So I know. I mean, like to me, like so that's that's part of the fun of being in a comic book universe is having ludicrous shit like that pop up every once in a while. You know, otherwise, you know, I don't know. That's that's kind of why I think the Flash more than I like Arrow. Like Arrow's a little too much like a, a dark side thing for me. Yeah. Whereas Flash is, is more bright and everybody's kind of happy and in a good mood on that show. And yeah, I don't know. Has a better energy to it than Arrow. Like, but I mean, you know, I'm not faulting people for liking Arrow. I, I can see their appeal. I've watched some of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially like the crossovers and stuff. So I can see, like, you know, and it, I just can't believe how many characters they're cramming in there. I feel like, you know, like DC is like trying to cram 
as many characters as they can on the screen just so that they can say that they've well, done it, you know? They, they, like they're trying to compete with, I don't know if it's a competition with Marvel or if they're just trying to like, look, we have other characters too that we can do this with, so. I mean, it is pretty crazy that, that, that we have a network that has a superhero show every day of the week. Yeah. you think about it. So it's just, what, just Supergirl, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. That's yeah. almost five nights, almost a week's worth of. And, and Legends of Tomorrow, they they've stuck in so many characters. They had the Justice Society, Society of America on there, which, which tripped me up. And they had that giant crossover. And the thing that everyone was arguing, and I agree with them, is that the the crossover event at on the CW with all those heroes was like everything that Batman, that the DC movies have not been. Like, right, it, was, exactly. it was, it was fun. Like, it was like, yeah. like, but that was, I mean, like, not even like all the things. It's the one thing. It was fun. That's the one thing all of the DC yeah. movies so far haven't been. They haven't been fun. And that was fun to watch. As even the parts that were bad were fun to watch. Yeah. Agreed. So, hey, Jamie, I gotta get going, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to ask you one more. Are you happy about all of these things as a person who was a fan of all these things? Or are you kind of like, are you still excited as a nerd? Uh, yeah, in general, I mean, I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's all we wanted back in the day. I mean, look what we, what we had to work with back then, you know? Yeah. I mean, Star Wars still holds up, but I mean, like, <laughs> for every Star Wars, there was like, you know, uh, Space Hunter in 3D and like, you know, I mean, I have affinity for terrible movies and terrible sci-fi, but I mean, you know, uh, I wish we had more of it. I feel like we, like the superheroes have sort of taken over, like, like uh, any chances we've had for like, like smarter sci-fi movies, you know what yeah. I mean? There's been a couple here and there, you know, like Gravity and Interstellar and March and I, I like that smart sci-fi. There hasn't been a lot of dumb sci-fi, and maybe that's—I yeah. don't know—maybe that's just me. Maybe it's on TV somewhere, and I'm not seeing it. Yeah. But like you know, like the whole was the same show like every week, like yeah. Bill Bixby turning green, and you know, Spider-Man was terrible, and um, uh, I mean, you know, the Six Million Dollar Man was kind of cool, but also kind of—I don't know—he smoked and stuff. It was weird. Right. So, if you think about it, I mean, we, we, I think we projected what we, like, like I think those shows were better in our minds than they were on the screen. Yeah. Because, like, when I go back and watch the shows, like, on the, on the, the Super Saturdays on MeTV, which I love, uh, yeah. you know, they show, they show the old Superman, the old Wonder Woman, the Batman. And, I mean, the Batman 66 is still great. I have yeah. all those on, on TV. Oh, but like, and really, they—I think that show captured was probably the most fun, just because it was the most comic booky. Yeah. And well, well stop, stop, you know? Star Wars. And quite a few of those episodes were away from the comics. But um, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're living in a in a great time, you know. Like, I, I love the fact that I, you know, that there's like all these crazy theories. And you still feel Netflix. that way. You still feel that way. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I'm just as excited about the CW crossover as any other nerd, you know? Sweet. Well, uh, thank, thanks for yeah. talking to me, man. Like, we actually managed to yeah, do yeah, about yeah. Well, I, I feel bad we, we didn't get to talk some more, but uh, you know what? Maybe I can, uh, maybe I'll put some topics and I, I can... Uh, yeah, I'll, che- like I'll little, check uh, in with you. We can make it like a, a, a monthly thing where I check in with you. It's <laughs> so like, Shappy, yeah, how are you yeah, feeling about being a nerd? Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm living with a lot of ex-felons, so you never know. <laughs> it's good to have a check MJ. 